pushing my body to another level where you're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Like you would walk in and be like, what this workout, like that's insane. And then you do it and you're like, oh, I can do that. Like that I can do hard things. And then that just gives you more confidence of like, I know how to show up. I know how to push myself. Sometimes this might be uncomfortable, but I know I can do it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am Megan Hardy, the founder of Fitness Uncharted, and I'm here with a very special guest today, Miss Heather Martin. Heather is a women's nutrition and fitness coach and the CEO of Fearlessly Fit. She specializes in helping women overcome yo-yo dieting through metabolic restoration, which is a non-restrictive approach to nutrition. And she teaches women how to eat and train for their goals, along with making it a lifestyle. Does Heather not sound like one of our people? (laughs) Heather is also a mama of two. So very relatable to a lot of you guys listening. And I am super excited to chat with her because we're just like kindred spirits in a lot of ways. Uh, We met at a business coaching event and really hit it off because I think our approaches are very similar, but welcome Heather. Glad to, glad to have you. Thanks for having me, Megan. (laughs) Yes. Well, I would love for you to share with everyone just like intro to you. Like who is Heather and like, how did you get into the space? What's your, what's your story? (laughs) Yeah. So I think I have a couple different stories, but I think when we've done this for a long time, we've had different journeys. Um, so I'll kind of take you back to like the beginning and then I'll go into a little bit of like mom life. But, um, for me, like I was a very much like yo-yo dieter before I had kids and it really was thinking not as the mindset approach of like, how do I fuel my body? But thinking, oh my gosh, I must be having the lowest calorie diets. And this is how people get results. And, Um, I didn't really understand like how to fuel my body and like how, what that looks like. So like my approach back then was, you know, doing more restrictive style eating and then, um, a lot of like cardio training, a lot of like circuit hit stuff. Um, and then I transitioned and I decided like, I wanted to take up like control of my nutrition. So I went back to school. I was, you know, working in marketing industry at the time, but I knew like coaching was something like I eventually wanted to do and just like learn it for myself. Um, I got really into CrossFit. So that was super, uh, scary. (laughs) Um, but I like one day just like looked up at the screen and the cross, I was in Telluride, Colorado. I remember this. And, um, and I saw the CrossFit games happening and I was like, I just want to feel like an athlete again. Like I was an athlete growing up. And then I like, you know, went to college and started my relationship with food became, that can be a whole other podcast, but, um, I just didn't have a really great relationship with food. And I just wanted to like, go back to like feeling like an athlete again. And so I joined CrossFit that just like, got me really like addicted to like lifting. Like I've never had, like, even when I was an athlete, I never lifted. It was just like, we did soccer and volleyball and stuff, but So that was the first time I started lifting. And then I went back to school for nutrition, started learning macros, um, like how to fuel my body, how to like, quote unquote, like build a body and not being like, oh, I need to be smaller, which we've like, you know, I'm 36. So I feel like I grew up in the the era of how do I get as small as possible? Where like, this was like a complete mindset shift of like, how do I, I I want to be strong. Right. And so Um, and then, yeah. And then I, and then I had two children. And so then I lived the, you know, how do you 
fitness with kids and, and that's a whole other journey. Yes. <laughs> um, and so now we're here and I, um, just teaching women and coaching clients on the mindset switches of, you know, nourishing your body and how to train in a way that's like going to support you the best that you can. Yes. For your kiddos. <laughs> yes. Aren't you jealous of like nowadays? I feel like everyone in sports like trains and lifts along with their sport. Or I feel like that's oh, yeah. becoming and like back that wasn't a thing. Like when no. you said you're playing soccer and volleyball, I'm like oh, that would yeah. have been so helpful. That would have been so helpful. And I actually like love the new era, like um, you know, on Instagram where it's like the muscle mommy era. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is like so cool. And but it's but like, that's just not what we grew up with. It was like, no fat, no like special nope. diets, like all the <laughs> how was your, how was your transition to, from not having kids into motherhood, muscle mommyhood, all of that? Cause you were what 20, you say you have eight year olds, so like 20. Oh yeah. I don't even know if like someone 20? asked me how old I was when I had a kid. I yeah. was like, <laughs> 27, 20, I don't know why it'll be nine, why it'll be nine soon. But, um, it's actually interesting because I feel like once I had kids, then I kind of, I even like wanted to train and support like even more, like before I had kids, like I, uh, I had every excuse in the book. I was like, ah, eh, whatever, you know? And then when I started having, when I had kids, I was like, no, like I want to show them like how to be a strong mom. Like, how do I like, I like just nourish my body a lot more. And so kids for me personally, like actually created more structure in my life um, mm. and, and more routine, which it, which I just like needed to have that, <laughs> I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is so cool too. Like, and I know that was actually something that we wanted to talk about today as well, hit on a couple topics, mm. but like even just how that like translates over to the other areas of your life, like with your physical fitness, like, cause I feel like if anything, a lot of times for a lot of moms, it's, it's the opposite. Like all like the fitness thing goes out the window. Like, what did you like, or mindset wise, or like, what did you do differently? That was like that, where it actually helped you have more routine and structure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of times, like, you know, time, like time is a big thing, especially like as parents and that is something where I always say this, like you create your time and what you put as a priority you will do. And if I look back at my journeys, like I'm like, oh yeah, like that wasn't a priority in my life really. And when I had kids, I was like, this is a priority. Like I do want to, for me, it's like all about like longevity and like, I want to play soccer with my kids. I want to play basketball with my kids. Like I want to be very involved in their lives. And so I know like I want to support my fitness to do that with them. Um, so I actually started, I worked, so I used to go to like the gym and do CrossFit. Um, once I had Wyatt, I like transitioned to home workouts. So I worked out for like seven years, like just at home. And because that was just what was going to allow me to be more consistent. I was like, it, just my husband and I schedules, we were like passing ships, like we, mm. we like, never saw each other. So for me, it was like, okay, how, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to like, how am I actually going to like make this something in my life and going to the gym, just like, it wasn't going to work out that way. So yeah. yeah, I started like working out at home and, um, and I just started with dumbbells and I like got really comfortable with dumbbells. And then over time I was like, okay, I'm not pushing my body enough to like, you know, you reach a point, you know, this is like, okay, yeah, you get to a level and then you need to like go higher and go higher because some people can just stay in the like 
uh, five, 10 pound dumbbells forever. And you have to push yourself to see next level results. Hey guys, I hope you're getting so much value out of the show. If you are loving it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified when future episodes are released. And if you would take the next 30 seconds to leave a review, that would mean the world to me. And you can literally do it right now while you're listening to the show. Okay. Now let's get back to it. And so it was like, yeah, I started with dumbbells and then fitness is a top priority for me. So like I was willing to like invest in a, in a home gym, like that was where I wanted to like spend my resources. So then we eventually built out a home gym. Um, and, and so I had like a barbell at home. So that just like helped me stay super consistent. And I could like, I could, you know, I could go out in the gym and bust out like back squats and then like my kids could be right there with me. So they're five and eight now, but like, I've never not worked, like I've worked out like four to five days a week, like ever since they were little. And like, they, that's a part of their life now. So they come with me all the time to work out. Like, that's just, that's what they know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Heather has the cutest videos with her kids on social media with your daughter, like lifting the bar with you. You have to go check it out because it's so cute. (laughs) Yeah. They're little... Yeah. She's like, I'm stronger than you. Cause she'll like lift up. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah so sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and I love that you point out the fact too, like, like for, especially as a mom, like doing whatever you can actually be consistent with, which is mm-hmm. oftentimes home workouts for a lot of mm-hmm. mamas. And then like starting with dumbbells, like that's a great starting place if you're newer starting out, but like, then you're like, okay, if I want to level up, let mm-hmm. me continue to level up, like even my equipment at home. And like, if this is a priority to me, like, let me make that happen. But I would love for you even to talk about like how the like barbell and workouts, like helped build your confidence and how that, like how that's translated over into other areas too, for you. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. I mean the barbell, it's like such a, I know this is going to sound so cheesy, but like, it really is. If I'm stressed out or like I'm something, I'm going through something big in life. Like my dad got, uh, diagnosed with cancer and like, I was like, okay, I'm just immediately going to go in the garage gym. And like, because the barbell is like my safe spot in this really weird way, but like, that was kind of like a, you know, a 15 year relationship with the barbell, um, it pushes you past your comfort zone in a lot of areas. And I think when you push past your comfort zone in the gym, you can just show up differently in other areas, like things that might be stressful, you can just handle it more. Um, or you have a different clear sense of it because you've put stress. I don't, it's hard to explain. You know what I mean? Like you've put stress on yourself and you've challenged yourself mentally and physically, where you can just like show up different areas in that same way too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know that's so true for me too. And like the, it totally translates over. Cause like, if I actually put two and two together, I'm like, yeah, because I know I'm physically strong and I can push Mm -hmm. myself in the gym, even when mentally, I don't think I can do it sometimes. Like, you know, you probably push that weight where like, you kind of need someone else's encouragement or something. And to be like, you got, you actually do got this, or even just that mental thing. Like, Mm-hmm. Uh, at, or before you step under the bar, you're like, even if you've just gone up five pounds in weight, but it's more than you normally do. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm like, no, you know what? I can do this. And then I yeah. step under the bar and I do it. And I'm like, Oh, I did that. You know? Yeah. But I'm oh, like, yeah. that totally I, translates to other oh, things sure. too. 
for sure. Like even, and like, I think that was like one of the big things to like CrossFit, even though I hadn't gone to a gym technically to a CrossFit gym in like over 10 years, like what the lessons I learned in that gym, like have carried over for a decade. So like, I never had been pushed in a way like, yeah, I mean, I guess when I was like back when I was doing athletic sports and stuff, but I had like missed that piece of it, of like pushing my body to another level where you're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Like you would walk in and be like, what this workout, like that's insane. And then you do it and you're like, oh, I can do that. Like that I can do hard things. And then that just gives you more confidence of like, I know how to show up. I know how to push myself. Sometimes this might be uncomfortable, but I know I can do it. And so, yes. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I would, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, but I'd love for you to talk about too, that on the mindset side of things, like around how you have turned and how, and also just how you coached your clients through like the mindset piece. I think that's a really big part of things that, you know, I want to make sure I talk about over and over again with like my clients and like even on this podcast and stuff. Cause I feel like so much falls back to the mindset, but like how you've turned it into a lifestyle and not just like a 30 or 60 day thing or like another quick fix or like how you have been like consistency is the hardest part for people oftentimes. And then what mm -hmm. I find usually is that that falls back on mindset. So I would love to hear just if you have any tips. Oh, yeah tricks. Yeah. I'm like, my, yeah. And like the mindset piece is I, I always go back to that. And you say probably the same thing with your clients too. Like it is the biggest piece. And like, what do you believe in about yourself? And so when I like look back of like, when I was just doing 90 day, 60 day things, and I never got my results by the way, like doing those, like, yep. it was like yeah, crash diet and lose 10 pounds. But I'm going to gain that back. Like the second yeah. I stopped doing that, um, but I, I was just, I never like took a step back and been like, what do I really want my like life to look like? You know, because it's in, I was just in the moment of like, oh, this 30 day plan or 60 day plan. But like, I never looked at like, what, how am I actually going to change my lifestyle? And so for mindset piece, I always ask clients, like, what do you want to be? And like, who do you want to be? And like, what does that person do? You know, like you have to start showing up as that person, like, even though you're not where you might want to be today, but like, what are those habits and what's that mindset that that person believes in? Like I knew when I like saw those people on the CrossFit like video, I was like, okay, like they train when they even don't want to train. Like, you know, it's, yep. that's the biggest piece of really being like, oh man, I'm not motivated today. Like that motivation is going to go in a couple of weeks. So you have to have a yep. bigger goal and you have to know, am I willing to do this for like a long periods of time? And, and in a way that supports me, like I love eating the way I eat, not because I'm quote unquote dieting. Like I genuinely love eating whole foods and like lots of protein. Like I love, I, so you have to like know the way you eat and train. Like, do you love that? And how does that make you feel? Cause you're not going to stick with it. <laughs> You don't yes. <laughs> well, and I love, I literally just posted about this. I was like, wow, we're like on the same wavelength. I just posted about this today, but about like the identity shift that has to happen. And like, for you, I'm like, I would love to like, if you can even think back to like having to make that decision. Cause I was, you know, in speaking in my post today about how like, yeah, I do as a fitness coach and has someone who is, has quote unquote made it in a sense of being on the mm -hmm. healthier or fit side of things. I do have it quote unquote easier 
now because I'm, I believe, I believe myself to be that person. So now like it's easier for my day-to-day actions to be in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, that wasn't always the case when I was struggling with my relationship with food and binging and restricting and like, and going on at all the yo-yo dieting stuff and like thinking less calories was always the answer. And like, that wasn't always the case struggling with body image, but it was like, you have to choose if you're not there yet, you have to choose to act like the person that you want to be, which can feel really like intimidating and you get imposter syndrome and then you question yourself. And then you, that's when you fall off and you're not consistent. Like, do you remember even like before you kind of got to where you're at now having that like identity shift or like kind of do you like, was there any moment in time or was it kind of like you just started stepping into making it a lifestyle? Yeah. I don't know if there was ever like this very specific, like today I'm making these changes. You know, I think it was like just falling in love with working out. Like that was also, so that was a big piece that I didn't do before. Like I, I kind of look back at like, how did I become six quote, like you said, quote unquote, like, yeah, it's easy for me now, but like, that wasn't always the case. And like, why was it not easier before? Right. So I kind of like look back and like when I, I was just working out because it was like a punishment. Like I was like, oh, okay. I was, man, I like went out the night before, or I like ate something. I also didn't understand food. So I didn't know, oh my gosh, I can go out for pizza night. And like, I can, that's all going to be okay. Like I didn't have that good relationship with food at that time. So everything to me was just about like punishment. Like it was like, my relationship with food wasn't great. My workouts were only when I wanted to do it. And only when I like, was working out because I felt bad about something I did the day before. Like now everything has shifted and it's like, I just work out because I love it. So I think you have to, (laughs) but I think I love it now, which that wasn't an overnight process. So what I do talk about is like, it's when you change habits and you're learning things like, no, it's not going to be tomorrow. Like even with your relationship with food, like that's a whole journey in itself. And I'm sure you talk about the same, like little wins with relationship with food. Like if someone is Mm -hmm. restricting and then overindulging and maybe they're still doing those things, like maybe they're doing it less often and you got to be like, that's a huge win, you know? And so it just takes like time and practice, but I really think at the end of the day, like, who do you want to be and what does that person do and what are their actions? And, and then, you know, it just becomes part of like who you are today. Yes. And it's like, it's totally not overnight. Like even still like saying like that we've made it quote unquote, but like even still like overindulging was and restricting and binging was always an issue. But to your point, I'm like today, I still struggle with overindulging, but instead of the next day going back to restriction, I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, let me just get back on track. Like sometimes I do overindulge on things. I'm like, okay, but I'm just going to get back on, on track on top of it. And I'm like, that's a huge win. I'm like, am I quote unquote there yet? Have I made it? I guess not. Cause I still yeah. struggle with it from time to time, but it's like so much further than what oh, it was. Yeah. You know, and I think that piece ago. too is like for everyone, like those patterns, not, not necessarily like might not go away. Like, I mean, I also had a lot of like emotional eating, like that stuff still comes up, you know, like when I was going through, I ruptured my Achilles and I was like, I can't train the way I wanted to train. Like, and I, I was like, oh, those were old patterns that I used to do. And I just have to be, I have to like consciously think about it. So I always want people to know, like, it's not just going to happen overnight. And even if you have like made it like those, those patterns still creep in, 
Um, and they can, but you just have the, like, I have the tools now to know, like, I'll stop myself and be like, okay, is this just because I'm an emotional? Like, am I actually hungry? Like, you know, you have the, the tools in your toolbox to help handle those, but it's not like it goes away. Like you still, those things still come up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And actually that just made me think of a, a question that I just got from someone. So sorry to put you on the spot here, but see oh, yeah. if you have any answers to this, but, um, someone just asked, she was like, Hey, can we talk more about like, um, this was someone over Instagram, actually a prior uh, client shout out to Sam, but she's going through some grief and she was like, how do you handle your health and fitness goals when you're going through grief and really hard seasons? And then you, if you've lost someone and you're, and you're grieving, like, how do you still handle your health and fitness? And you talking about emotional eating being one of your, you know, hardships. I'm curious, like, I'm sure you've gone through some grief in your life, but like, how have you either handled that or like how would you handle that today? Maybe differently than you've handled it before along with your health and fitness goals. Oh yeah. And well, so like one analogy I actually like to use is like the dimmer switch. So also Mm -hmm. when you're making it like a lifestyle, like, no, we do have different seasons and that's going to be okay to sometimes you have like the capacity to train really hard in certain seasons. And sometimes like you're just going through tough times. Maybe that's like, yeah, with grieving or you lost someone or like family, like, you know, there's so many things that can be happening. Um, and like, I like to call it a dimmer switch. So it's like not the all or nothing where it's like, okay, I'm going from training super hard or I'm on top of it. And then I just shut everything off. Like, it's okay to like, bring that down a little bit. And like, you're good, you know, so even if you want to still support yourself and you're like, family can get in one day or whatever, like that's okay. Like we all are all going to have seasons of, busy season, slow seasons, but like your foundations at the end of the day still kind of stay the same. Like, um, you know, you're, you still are eating in a way that helps support you the best you can. Um, but no, it's not always going to be like, go hard, go hard, go hard, like all the time. So, so good. I love that analogy. I'm like, ah, yes, the dimmer switch. I'm going to (laughs) go respond back now to her message because I have an answer. (laughs) Like, it's okay, Sam, it's a dimmer switch, which is funny. What's funny is she's actually the one who, uh, she'd messaged me, um, not that I've mentioned her before, like you would know, but Um, but she's, she said that she's changed her mindset from all or nothing to all or something. I'm like, that's very much like the dimmer, the dimmer switch mindset, I would say. Oh yeah. All or something. Yeah. All or something. Like you're doing something to support yourself. And even if for me, like, honestly, like working out really does help with my, I know like working out, we all know this, like working out is, is a stress on the body, (laughs) um, (laughs) like emotionally wise, it does help me like stress-wise. So like I still, even if I'm stressed or like going through busy seasons, maybe I'm not going to the gym for an hour, but like, I'll go do something for 10 minutes or like, you know, so I'm still supporting myself because I know if I don't like that's just more negative things are going to happen than they already are. So I'm like, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm doing the best I can, even though I might, I'm just giving myself more grace, to be honest. Like I might not be hard, but I, at the end of the day, I still want to support my body because I truly, that's just how I feel the best too. <clears throat> yeah. And that's where you're like, okay, I'm going to give myself grace if I'm not doing things as like full throttle or like mm-hmm. as I was before, but like, then it also can be a catch 22. If you go completely to nothing, you're going to feel 
worse or more like crap physically and mentally, emotionally, because they go mm-hmm. so hand in hand. So it's like, use your dimmer switch versus like off. Cause then you're like, I know if I go to complete nothing, like I'm actually not going to feel less stressed or better oh, yeah. because of yeah, it. I yeah. feel like then I would be like, Oh, I'm not doing this or doing that, you know? And then it's just one thing leads to another, but even like training wise, I mean, I think that's just something when you've done it for years and years and years, you really get in tune with your body, which is something like, that's not an overnight thing either, but you kind of listen to yourself and you're like, you know, I am in a really stressed out period and maybe I can't be training hard, but like, I'm still going to go like for a walk or I'm going to do something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Walk is always the best. Like, well, yeah, I'm like a walk if, if podcast, I, like every day. Uh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Walk is always like the good, like second go-to. Like if you can't do the thing you're planning on doing, go for a walk. Go for a walk. It's all <laughs> going to be, everything is going to be better if you just go for a walk. Well, in, um, in honor of time, one last topic I wanted to ask you about uh, was even how you teach your clients and, and how you've gone about it yourself, but like teaching women to take up space and building muscle, um, versus what I think, and definitely from my own experience, like, and with myself and clients, like what we've been taught in the past of shrinking down or being small and small, small is better. Small is always, was always better. Um, but like just your take on even like teaching women, Hey, it's okay to build muscle, to take up more space, like your thoughts on that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like a lot of the thing, like usually if clients are coming to, that's something we've already, they've already know that I teach inside my program. So I don't even like talk about that much, like scale weights, or like, I'm never like, Oh, let's lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds. Like it's more on the, I, your relationship with food, just creating lifestyle and yeah. Taking up space. Like how do you push past that comfort zone with training too? Um, and because that, like we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast, like that's going to carry over into so many other aspects. And so I do do a lot of comfort zone things. Um, <laughs> and like, that's what coaching is like. There's they're guiding you and supporting you. Um, because things are probably out of most people's comfort zone that to get to a different level. And, um, and especially with training and like, I'll have people, you know, send videos. So I like, I know we're training in the right way, but are you putting enough intensity? Are you, so how do you really build, um, and, you know, training and nutrition go hand in hand to that piece, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah the, what would you, what would you say are some of the biggest uh, comfort zones that you've pushed for people? <laughs> oh yeah. Like the barbell and I don't <laughs> do the barbell just so everyone knows like it, that part, it just depends on what equipment you have. And like, it's yeah. not like you have to use a barbell, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> learning to use the barbell. Um, and then like, I am, I'll have them send me videos. So it's not like, just go do the barbell, <laughs> Yeah, um, but so yeah, like, and just getting past the if more like boot camp style training, if that's like they all they know, but teaching them like you can take control of your nutrition, uh, your fitness. So you don't have to go to these fitness classes if you don't want to. Like I'm not like I'm anti fitness class. Like I'm like, if you love it and your friends are there, cool. But if you also want to learn how to design stuff for yourself and like you're your own advocate. So like that's what I really want people to know of you're in control of your training and your nutrition. If you are willing to learn how to, how to program for yourself, how to do stuff for yourself. 
Um, and then you don't have to rely on, you know, anyone, anyone else to, to do that for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, then there's no, also you can't fall back on like, oh, class was canceled. It's like, Hey, that's you know, what's what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do like to teach them like, okay, this is what you should be feeling. This is because I didn't know that. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm just going to grab my weights and like get my sweat on. And like, that's what I thought workout was. And then I was like, oh, your mind muscle connection. Like, this is how you, this is where you should be feeling it. This is, this is enough intensity for you to like actually build. Like I had, I didn't know that. And I think a lot of people don't know what is actually required and the intensity that's required. It's not just like working out to working out. Like you can work out five, seven days a week, all you want, and you might not see results. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The yeah. intensity. Oh my gosh. Such a big difference. Cause yeah, you can like, anyone can spend an hour in the gym seven days a week, but yeah. you might be not be as effective as you think you might be oh, yeah. <laughs> doing that. I think that's the biggest one of like, when you're like, Oh, this is like how it should be feeling. This is what the intensity you talk about, you know? <laughs> So good. So, so good. Well, what would be, and this is putting you on the spot, but what would be something, um, like even in the, just in the mindset space that you would leave everyone with? Like, I think I, I, I work with a lot of clients and have a lot of listeners who are coming from the person who does something for 30 to 60 days and mm-hmm. then finds that they fall off of it or have a hard time staying consistent. So what would be something on like the mindset side of things that you would encourage them to work on or to be aware of or pay attention to, or like something to take in away from this podcast, like into the next week of like how to make it more of a lifestyle and to stay consistent. Yeah. I think, I mean, even going back to a little bit, what we were talking about earlier of like writing down, like really envision who you want to be and like sit with that. And like, what is that person that I really want to be with my lifestyle? Like right? You know, three or five things down, just like start there. And like, how do they train? How do they eat? How do they support themselves? Um, and then, and then start implementing like those things into your lifestyle of like who you really want to be, um, instead of this is 30 days or this is 60 days. Like, yes, we know we can dial nutrition in when we need to (laughs) for certain goals, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's like, how are you maintaining it? How are you supporting your body and how are you going to keep it consistent? And what does that person do to do that? So yeah, write down like three or five things today of what are those habits? And then how can I start implementing those habits? Oh, good. Lifestyle queen. I I am a lifestyle queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been awesome. Where can everyone find you? Yes. So I have, um, a, my Instagram is Heather Martin dot underscore, you know, Heather Martin was taken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have a, um, Facebook private Facebook group too. So it is fearlessly fit. I think it's, I just changed the name, so I should have looked it up, but I, think <laughs> I can link it. Strange. I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Heather. You're the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the muscle makeover. I hope you're getting so much value out of it. If you enjoyed the show, please rate review and share this podcast so we can reach more people and impact more lives. 
Also take a screenshot of this episode, upload it to your stories and tag me and my guests so we can be sure to say thank you. If you ever have a question or comment about the show, feel free to message me. My social media handles are in the show notes. Make it an amazing day, you guys. And remember, you are loved and you are worthy just as you are.